Matt Wright, and Spike Cohen. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Vanguard. For Spike Skankin' Half Sour Pickle Cohen, I am Matt wow. Wright, and together we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom. Folks, thanks so much for tuning in to this special episode of the Muddy Waters of Freedom. Why is it special? Because I'm wearing a jacket. No, it's because you're here. Um, and uh, But it's also because I'm wearing a jacket. And uh, this is a Muddy Waters Media production. Check us out on all social... I forgot what I was going to say. Uh, check us out on all social media platforms, on all podcasting platforms, everywhere that you can listen or hear or listen in here to various things. We'll be there. And so should you. And wherever you're listening to this or hearing this from right now, be sure, if you have not already done so, to like, comment, and subscribe and follow, if that's even a thing, where you are. And then also, uh, be sure to share this uh, so that everyone else can have the gift of muddied waters today. Kids love it. We're also on, we're also on Odyssey. We're on now. Odyssey. I'm not really sure what that brings to the table, but we are there. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know how to get, if you're watching this on Odyssey, give us a shout out. Actually, we are not live on Odyssey right now. That's right. If you're watching all of our old stuff on Odyssey. Yes. If you're watching us on Odyssey right now, this is after we've recorded it. And be sure. Thank you for being a loyal listener. Thank you. And say hi to us on Facebook, because I don't know how to get on Odyssey. <laughs> First and foremost, let me thank the wonderful, fantastic, brilliant man, Benjamin Daniel Morris Chestnut, the 18th, 17th sire to son. And uh, for the cava that I'm drinking today. And allow me to thank Le Bleu. Blast from the past. Le Bleu. Delicious, purified Le- drinking water. For this water that I'm drinking. Bulavanaka. Bulavanaka. So, yes, the reason I'm wearing a jacket is because I was on Kennedy uh, just before this started. And funny thing, I was just on national news where I said that the U.S., presumably the U.S. government, I didn't specify, but I said that the U.S., genetically engineered Michael Phelps to be shaped like an orca to which Matt Wright took great offense he was not shaped like an orca you say that because you're used to looking at him if you just pull up a picture of Michael Phelps look away think about something completely different look back not thinking I'm going to look at a picture what the hell is that oh that's in the video uh, I'm looking at, don't look back thinking this is going to be Michael Phelps. Think, uh, I wonder what I've got. Ah, that's an orca. <laughs> Michael Phelps is not built like an orca. He was engineered. I will give it to you. That man was engineered in a lab in Wuhan to be a great swimmer. But he was <laughs> Gain not- of function <laughs> swimming, yes. Yeah, gain of function swimming. Um, the... The Baltimore families paid for uh, massive research to be done at the Wuhan. The, at the Wuhan lab. Wuhan lab. 
I love it. I like that theory. I would not wish I had said that, that Michael Phelps was engineered in a Wuhan lab, lab. But I would still say that he's shaped like an... I'll pull up a picture of him later so we can all see. Um, <laughs> You're just going to put a picture of an orca? Not ever. Never. <laughs> How dare you? I would never trick people into thinking a picture of an orca is a picture of Michael Phelps. That's so that's so dishonest and disingenuous. For what? Just to prove a silly point about a, a joke I told on Fox? That's ridiculous. I would ne- no. Never do something like that. Never. Never. Let me nah. tell you something. Here's how honest I am. I'm so honest that I'd like you to know that this episode is brought to you by the Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus, the fastest growing and second largest caucus in the Libertarian Party. If I were a liar, Matt, if I were a liar, I'd say it was the largest caucus in the Libertarian Party, Matt. Now, if I were going to, no one would, most of our viewership would probably even believe that because I, I mean, it could be true, Matt, it could definitely be the truth that it's uh, uh, the largest. It's not, but it could be. And if you'd like to become a member of this second largest caucus, which is the truth, Matt, I would uh, go to the Facebook group Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus. And if you'd like to become an official voting member, which means nothing, which, by the way, Matt, if I were going to say a lie, I'd say that it means something and that you get something out of it. Matt, and it doesn't because I'm not going to lie to people. It doesn't. And if you could go to uh, the Muddy Waters Media Store at muddywatersoffreedom.com slash store, and you could go and purchase some Waffle House Caucus branded shirts and buttons the gravy king matt the gravy king joe soloski is running for governor of pennsylvania joe soloski uh believes that he is the key actually i believe that joe soloski is the key to pennsylvania's success if i were gonna lie matt i would have said that he said that but he didn't he actually said that freedom matt is the key to pennsylvania's success and if you'd like to help joe become the first libertarian governor ever then go to joesoloski.com that's j-o-e-s-o-l-o-s-k-i.com defy the power and stitches and glitches matt if (laughs) that's a where did you find that photo of an orca (laughs) so if you go to stitches and glitches uh and defy the power they have the finest tumblers that I've ever had. Now, if I were going to lie, Michael, the orca, then I would say that uh, that they're free. And they're not. Now, we did live for quite some time, Matt, and say that if you enter the code Muddy Tumbler, you get a 10% discount, which hadn't been true for months. But it actually <laughs> is true now, Matt, because they were so frustrated with people pressing it not getting upset that they weren't getting the discount that didn't exist anymore <laughs> that they re that they re-entered it so they have 
they have proven that they'll negotiate with terrorists. But these tumblers are fantastic. They're the best in the market. They keep your hots hot, your colds cold, your cools cool, your warms warm, and your lukewarms lukewarm. Whatever temperature you put something in those tumblers, it will remain that for an ungodly number of hours. So if you go to stitchesandglitches.com or defythepower.com, you can pick from one of their designs. Or if you're as crazy as they are, you can give them a custom design and they will customize it for no additional charge, Matt, which is insane. That's insane. So go to defythepower.com or stitchesandglitches.com. Be sure to use the code MONEYTUMBLER for 10% off. I, I, don't, I don't know if it's – I would assume at some point that's going to expire, but then they'll probably renew it because I just – yeah, I, I think it expires February 28th. Oh, okay. So get in, get in soon. February 28th, Muddy Tumblr for 10% off. Um, and then we'll have to change this graphic. <laughs> Literally, all we'd have to do is just, like, if you look, we would just have to, like, use black over that to cover that up. Like, it's the easiest edit, and we just won't make it. It's true. <laughs> it's like the easiest thing. Easiest edit that we could possibly do. Yep. Just literally um, black. So yesterday was uh, the mother of all made-up holidays. I guess all holidays are made up. So yesterday was the mother of all Hallmark holidays. Yes. Uh, did Did you do anything special for your lady? Yes. No, actually, we don't usually do things on the actual day of because we're in Myrtle Beach. Good luck getting into, you know, this is a, you know, the redneck destination for Valentine's Day. And so good luck getting into any restaurant. Uh, and you know, the cost of flowers and chocolate goes way down today. So we typically do it like either the, either the following weekend or during the week. So we have all sorts of stuff planned. Uh, but no, we, we have not, uh, officially officiated our official, uh, Valentine's day just because where we are, it's ridiculous. what did you, did you guys do anything? Um, so again, mother of all Hallmark holidays and, one of the most brilliant things I've ever done is before Sarah and I started dating, I told her my disdain for the such holidays. Yes. And how I think they're made up and anybody who celebrates them uh, is stupid. Uh, yes. And so then when we started dating, the precedent was set. Which was great. Yeah. Because I still, like, I took the day off because the Super Bowl was the night before. And if the Rams had won, which they did, uh, I knew that I was going to be up late celebrating. And if they had lost, I would have been able to go to work. I just really wouldn't have wanted to after staying up late, being sad that the Rams had lost. Um, So I took the day off and we ended up taking a look at a place for the reception, uh, October 21st down here. And uh, depending on the price, I think think we're going to go with it. It's nice. Nice. Nice little spot. Cool. 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 Yeah. No, that's awesome, man. I uh they have a room there called the Key West room and I thought of you. And my suffering. So what he's referring to. I was like, well, this is where Spike should stay. It's in the Key It's West where I room. should. Now hopefully I don't get COVID again and miss it. So this year was supposed <laughs> to start with me going to Key West having just gotten back from like the Tampa Bay area, this was supposed to be the, the winter of spike. And I was going to just be doing all sorts of fun stuff. And 
Then on the second, I tested. Well, on the second, we determined it's pretty clear that I had COVID. And a couple of days later, once we could actually get a test, it was confirmed I had COVID. And uh, and then and so and, and so this is the second I'm supposed to get there on the eighth. And I'm like, if I have a really, really mild case, like just sail through it, a little bit of sniffles, maybe by the seventh, I'll test negative and I can just go to Key West without giving everyone COVID. Instead, I started coughing up blood. And then that was when I realized that going to the Keys was probably not in my best interest. So you knew you had it on, like you, you were like, okay, I think I have it on the second. I was feeling crappy. So it wasn't like I knew I had it, but it was like, I've been hanging out in Tampa Bay during the Omicron wave. You started showing symptoms before I did. Yes. Well, second or third, either the second or the third. I don't remember now, but yes. Because if you started, because if you started on the second, you were the one who gave it. To, so that was your revenge. Maybe next the- time you'll make the latkes without eggs. Okay, how about that? I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I. I also. Um, oh. The third, second. I don't remember now. It's the beginning of the year. Very close to the beginning of the year. Mere hours after. What I'm hearing is you gave everybody in my house COVID. Possibly. I don't remember the exact schedule, but again, you tried to kill me with gluten. So. (laughs) And egg. And egg. And egg. So, yeah, no, I I went to to Tampa during Omicron and, uh, and all I got was this lousy shirt. I didn't even get a shirt. I didn't even get a shirt. So, uh, yeah, I didn't get to do Key West and uh, almost killed my friends. And um, <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. So, speaking of almost killing your friends, it's time yet again for the Mudwater Coffee mushroom coffee replacement cacao rapid fire segment brought to you by mud water if you woke up today and said oh my gosh matt and spike here you are in my room again every morning i wake up with the two of you in my room i don't know why that is but while you're here i just want you to know yet again that i am sick and tired of coffee my life is already tough enough you know i i Things just haven't been the same since I lost my job teaching. I was a I was a good teacher. I was uh, I cared a lot about the kids. It was about the kids. I just wanted to reach the kids and, and help them. And uh, then one day I was trying to, you know, I gave the kids a, a, a lesson. I thought it would be a fun lesson for them to to tell a story. But I should have known that that dirty Johnny would ruin everything. I, I've i never hated a child before, Matt and Spike, but Johnny certainly tested that. Let me put it that way. I'd like to think I've never hated a child, but if I ever did, it was definitely dirty Johnny. Anyway, I, one day I was giving a 
giving the, the, the final lesson for the day. And I said, well, we're going to do a, a fun exercise, kids. I want each of you to get up and, and tell me something that's happened in your life, uh, something that happened, and, uh, and then tell me a, a lesson that you learned from it. And uh, Johnny already, I could tell he was going to come up with some nonsense. And uh, I really tried to ignore him. And so I, I finally, I, was, I, I, I couldn't have been happier when little Katie finally stood up and put her hand up. I said, yes, Katie, Katie, tell me about, tell me about what's going on. Uh, Katie says, uh, well, teacher, I don't know what your name is, but well, teacher, I, uh, I, my, my dad was working at the, at the hatchery there, and uh, he, was, uh, he was counting... Uh, he, he, he was, he, it's his job at the hatchery to, to put the eggs in a basket and, and transport them. And, and, um, and, uh, he, he, he put, he put, he put the eggs and he was trying to save time. So he, he put them all in one basket and he was, he was walking, uh, to where the, the eggs are transported and distributed. And, uh, he tripped and fell and then all the eggs broke. And I said, Oh, Katie, that's terrible. But what's the, what was the lesson to that? She said, I learned that you shouldn't put all your eggs in one basket. And I said, oh, Katie, what a, what a great lesson. What a good thing that, that, that your father learned there at the hatchery there. And then I saw that Johnny was kind of eager, and you could tell he wanted to say something. And I just I looked away. I, I did my best. And finally, the teacher's pet, my favorite student of all, Billy, stood up and said, teacher, teacher, I have one as well. And I said, oh, Billy. What great, great news, Billy. Please tell me your lesson. And he said, well, my, my, my uncle uh, was there at the, the hatchery. He works at the hatchery, as, as almost all of us do. Thank God for that hatchery. We'd all be lost if it wasn't there. Anyway, he, he, was, uh, he was counting uh, his chickens, uh, and to save time, uh, you know, he figured the eggs turned it turned to chickens and so he counted them as chickens uh even before they had uh had hatched and you know some of them turned out that they were they were lying fallow they had not been uh fertilized and so when when the final count happened they said oh billy's uncle you're fired because you you overcounted the chickens and he tried to explain himself but that was the last time the hatchery is is fair but they're firm you keep messing up here you're gone and she said oh billy i'm so sorry i know how much that meant to your uncle but but what what lesson could we have possibly gotten from this terrible tragedy and and billy said well of course you don't catch your you don't count your chickens before they hatch and i said my goodness what a lesson that you learned there billy and i hope your uncle is able to land back on his feet the bell was about to ring and i was about to let all the children go for the day for what proved to be my final day in class. And uh, then I saw Johnny get up and he said, teacher, teacher, I got something for you. I got a real lesson for you. And I thought, oh, I don't want this kid. I, if I listen to this kid, I'm just giving him what he wants. He wants to make a mockery of my lesson I'm so disgusted by, by this child. I, I, 
again if i if i had hate if i was capable of hate i would certainly feel it towards johnny but god bless america i made a i made an oath to these kids and i said i'd try to reach every last one okay johnny get up just tell us tell us your lesson and he said yeah mine's about my uncle too but he didn't work at the hatchery on account of he was in Nam. He went over to Vietnam and he saw some things and he did some things. Now I'm going to tell you all about one of them. One day his, uh, his platoon that he was with, they didn't like him. No one likes anyone in our family. Not like you, teacher. You give me a, a fair shake. Anyway, the, the men were... They didn't like my uncle. They hated him. With a deep and seething passion, they hated him. And they, uh, one day, they got him all liquored up. And uh, gosh knows what else they were putting in there over in, uh, in Da Nang. And uh, they left him. They left him right there in the, the patty. Right in the patty there. They left him there with just a couple of M16s and a uh, 1911 45 and some grenades figured maybe he could defend himself for a few hours I don't know what they were thinking they were all monsters over there and my uncle woke up just covered in vomit didn't know where he was and uh, he looked and he saw he saw the weapons he didn't know where he was. He didn't even really know what he was there for. But he did know that he had hate in his heart. He knew what to do about it. So my uncle takes the takes the guns and the, the grenades, the bottle of whiskey they left behind, and he continued to walk down until he came across a, a village. When he got there, he's looking, and he doesn't know if He's looking at Charlie or the people he was there to protect, but he did know that he was filled with a rage that could only be quelled in one way. So he he threw the grenades, and uh, boom, boom, the, the buildings all fell because they're not well made over there. They were shanties at the, the most. They didn't know how to build, and so he took out his gun and took out his rifle and with a almost a sweeping motion like that of a the reaper with his scythe he just starts mowing down the the men then later the the women and god help me i'm so ashamed to say that the children next and he's sitting there in mud and blood and entrails the faint cries slowly fading away and he realizes that he may have made a mistake but that doesn't stop him from laying there all in his glory laughing like a maniac they never let him go after that he uh he came back to the states and was committed and and he's been there ever since and i said my God, Johnny, this is a room full of children.
what on earth lesson could we possibly take from what you just said to all of us? And he said, well, they offer you a job at the hatchery. I reckon you should take it. And that's why I'm sick of coffee, Matt and Spike. I don't want coffee anymore. I want instead a coffee alternative made from nothing but masala chai, cacao, mushrooms, turmeric, sea salt, cinnamon, and literally nothing else. Well, I'm very sorry to hear about your ordeal, but we do have Mudwater, the most appropriately named sponsor we have, which is a coffee alternative that has all of those things. How does it taste? Exactly like you think those things would taste like. Uh, It has one-seventh of the caffeine of a cup of coffee, just enough to get you all hyped up like this, but not so much that you end up with that end-of-the-day crash and depression and heart disease like this. My uncle died and, well, no, he didn't die. He was committed. So if you go to muddywatersoffreedom.com slash mud, you can get your starter pack of mud water today. Matt? So do you love guns? Yes. Because I know we love guns here yes. at Muddied Waters and all across the Muddied Verse. Um, so we now have an opportunity. One of our friends who works for a company called Arms East told me about this and said, hey, you should tell people about this thing. Yes. You, you fine American citizen, you gun-loving citizen, you have a chance Mm -hmm. to um, bid on an illegal Canadian gun. (laughs) Before Canada pretty much banned everything in 2020, uh, one of our friends and uh, an employee of Arms East used to ship Stag 10 rifles up there by the truckload. But now they're banned, and the people who own them are stuck waiting for the government to tell them when they have to take them in to be destroyed. So our friends set up an option for his customers to have them ship their guns down to the U.S., and they're auctioning them off on GunBroker and giving them whatever they sell for it. That way they don't just lose out on everything. So in the show notes and now in the comments, there is a link to this $1,500 base price gun with $500 stag 10 with $500 in mods put added to it. Uh, mm. I believe when I checked earlier, the bid was at $362 and I think it goes for another week. Uh, but you would be helping out a Canadian brethren in his attempt to not just lose the $2,000 that he spent on this fine piece of machinery and uh, get some of that money back. Yes. Or all of that money back. It really is. That's up to you. But uh, the the uh, link is now in the comments and you can uh, go and bid on that to your heart's content. I love it. It's got the... Uh... I'm just going to go through some of the through some of the features of this thing here. Uh, it's got an 18 and a half inch uh, one to one to ten uh, ratio barrel, uh, Magpul Mbus Pro uh, steel backup irons. I love those iron sights. Uh, it's got a Magpul CTR stock, uh, 
Magpul MOE Plus pistol grip, um, extended charging handle, Harris uh, six uh, to nine inch bipod, um, dual sling hook end plate, BCM hand stop foregrip, Guntech gun slip over muzzle device. Uh, not an NFA item though. Okay. Um, I love it. And right now the the current bid on this is three hundred and sixty dollars. <laughs> you if like that's just a good deal. Uh, it's worth fifteen hundred. Uh, definitely shipping Plus is thirty bucks. Five, yeah, and it's uh f- with five hundred dollars of bonuses add on. It's fifteen hundred base. Um, oh, fifteen hundred base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So t- two thousand dollar retail. And um, get your bids so th- in. Like, like our friend said, uh, he shipped a ton of these up there. And when they banned them, now they're just waiting. They either have to turn them in and have them melted down, or the government's going to come and take them and take the gun, take the gun and them away, uh, yes. where they may not see their friends or family ever again. I'm not really well. It's Canada. We're going to get a little bit into that later. Yes. Um, so this is an opportunity to uh, help somebody out who pr- doesn't want to lose the $2,000 that they spent on this. And you get yourself a fine, fine stag tin, a nice weapon that you can shoot at your local firing range. Yes. Your, your range shoppy, where you can also your get range molts. shoppy. Oh, also, uh, for those who are maybe at wondering, it's uh, um, rifled in 308. It's a, uh, it's a, uh, um, so 308 and Doug Drybo Drybro Drybro or chambered oh. in 308 uh, yeah uh, I believe so uh, this is the first one that they have been doing and so they're going to be uh, if, if it works out well and uh, I believe there will be more so keep your eye out if there is more we will be letting you know uh, good people over at Arms East not a sponsor yet um yet yet so yet. uh go convince them why we should why they should sponsor us play, play them the last on. ad play them a clip of the last ad they'll know what's up right. they'll know what's up. they'll know why they need jack casey says a bunch of listeners are getting ready to bring gluten and eggs to the next spike appearance well i hope they like covid um so anyway uh, is in <laughs> yes i hope they like covid there uh so speaking of <laughs> shots fired i have one that i'm not gonna say but speaking of Kanye West uh, has not been in a good mood recently, Matt. No, he has not been in a good mood recently. And he has been showing off um, his latest breakdown uh, all over Instagram. <laughs> yeah. With, yeah, uh, with quite a bit of ire. Yes. Quite a bit of ire and rage towards the oh so talented the ever funny the just comedic 
genius of this generation, Pete Davidson, yes. who is stooping Kanye's ex, Stup. who is famous for some reason, <laughs> who is famous for some reason that is still lost on me. Um, yes. And he has now ignited a new battle with the great value brand, Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon, not Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> Kanye West thinks Pete Davidson dated Hillary Clinton. Kanye it West. It would be the only person Pete... that she, he hasn't dated. So, I mean. It's true. I mean, there is that. That's absolutely true. He even dated true. Bill Clinton. Uh, but he. <laughs> so he might as well do the hat trick. Right. May, yeah, may as well. Um, in an Instagram post, he uploaded a cropped photo of Kim and Pete holding hands but not showing their faces. And he said, look at this dickhead. I wonder if Instagram going to shut down my page for dissing Hillary Clinton's ex-boyfriend. Yep. Kanye then went on to promise that Pete would never meet his kids. And uh, shared a screenshot of Pete texting him saying, I really want to meet your kids, but you're a man and I'm not going to try to step on you and Kim's toes. Now, I don't really care about this piece of information, except for being Kanye West. But because of Kanye West, I had the mental image of Pete Davidson and Hillary Clinton stooping, and now all of you do too. Yeah, I knew that this had absolutely nothing to do with your concern about any of these people involved, because I know you don't care. I was actually shocked when this was in here. I'm like, why are we going to be talking about Kanye West? Now I get it. I get it. This was all torture. This is similar to, to my my mudwater jokes. Just the pure. Well, while I've got your attention, um, <laughs> got your attention. I'm going to rip Norm McDonald off for multiple minutes he can't do it anymore that's he can't he, he can. can't he has to live on in us or he or he will have lost his battle with uh with cancer which really is a draw it's not the norm mcdonald joke it's really a draw because the cancer is dead too rob palkovich said what do you think she was doing while bill was getting djs in the office uh, well, it probably wasn't Pete Davidson because I think he was 12 at the time. If that, isn't he in his 20s or is he in his 30s? He might be in his. I, I got to look this up because he would have been. If she, if, I'll tell you what, if that's when they were stooping, then, uh, then that explains the uh, Jeff Epstein connection. He's 28. So, yeah, no, that would have. He would have been like four when that was happening. Yeah. I don't put it above her. <laughs> Sadly, neither do I. Um, yeah. That would explain the Jeff Epstein thing. That would explain why he looks like that. Speaking of Hillary. Yep. Uh, she spied on. She she was she was spying on Trump. When he yes. was a candidate and while he was in the White House. And I mean, yep. Trump told us this three years ago. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't that shocking then. And it's even less shocking. Now. Yes. 
Um, special counsel John Durham uh, has indicted three people so far in this in this uh, case, uh, having to do with the spying on the Trump campaign and the Trump White House. Um, uh, to as he continues to pursue his investigation of wrongdoing by others, and in a recent federal court filing, he disclosed that the Clinton camp that Clinton campaign lawyers hired a tech company to infiltrate computer servers housed in Trump Tower and later the White House. And breaking news, everybody! This is breaking news. Yes. Hillary is still the favorite to win the DNC primary in twenty twenty four. Yes, thanks to the superdelegates. I listen, I want Hillary to be the nominee. I, I do. If you want do maximum you want political carnage. Match? What? You want it to be a rematch of 2016? I want maximum political carnage. And I don't think Joe Biden's going to be here in 2024. Or if he is here, I don't think he's going to be able to really... I mean, he's being walked around, people holding his arm. Another clip came out today where he's literally having his arm held and he lost track of where he was even while they were – like, he's, he, he's losing it. And uh, Kamala Harris, I don't see her – she's not popular. Um, no. She's not – Her poll numbers are worse than Biden's. Yeah, her, her numbers are worse than – her numbers are worse than Dick Cheney. I know, you know, everyone keeps saying, her numbers are worse than Dick Cheney and he shot a guy. And meanwhile, like, again, he shot a lawyer. I still think that helped him. That was a net gain for him. Um, but I, 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 she's not, she doesn't have the, she didn't get a single, she dropped out before a single vote was cast in any of the primaries or caucuses during the, the last set of primary. She doesn't have it. She's not the one. She doesn't have it. And I, I don't see her doing well. I, I, I want carnage. I want carnage. And I think Hillary... Hillary will give us carnage. Hillary and Trump I want all the people. Carnage. What's that? Hillary and Trump would give carnage. I want all the people that went from believe women, all women, hashtag me too with all the women and, and vote for a woman who in 2020, putting aside the fact that there was a woman on the ballot, they, that was ignored, but also, uh, that there was the sex offender uh alleged two alleged sex offenders but they were okay with their sex offender and not the other sex offender and and again definitely not the actual woman who was not accused of sex offenses uh, uh well even after the election just the, the dungeon thing but that was consensual and uh i want them to go back to we support women we love women 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 I just think it would be really great. Um, so yeah, no maximum carnage uh, would be Hillary as the uh, and, and the DNC would rip itself apart because they know Hillary sucks. Oh yeah, and so it would just be amazing. Speaking that would, that would be speaking of politicians who suck, like the pandemic, like the pandemic. Uh, Prime Minister mm-hmm. Blackface Justin Trudeau uh, continues his canadian tour of straw grasping to end the growing trucker protest that uh he originally said was a small fringe minority with unacceptable views that wasn't going to amount to much of anything and he's proven that right he's proven that this is pretty much over and it was all ridiculous 
yeah it's over it's it's there is nothing there uh the media has completely blown this out of proportion yes um it's just a small fringe minority uh who who is there and in no way they're all racist and nazis and sexists eh? and uh yeah so he he's been proven right he's been proven right so well yeah so much there's been so much rightness in what justin trudeau has said that he has now invoked legislation that gives his government sweeping powers to fight a growing number of illegal and dangerous blockades across the country. For the first time ever in Canadian history, they're doing this. You had two options. <laughs> you had three options. You had three. You had three options. One. You could have not called them Nazis and racists and sexists and every other name in your infantile playbook of dirty names to call people that you disagree with. So you could have met with them to talk to them. Yes. Two, you could have ended the mandates. Or three, you could have declared an emergency act for the first time in Canadian history because a bunch of truckers aren't leaving the street. Yeah. Oh, but Matt, it's much worse than that. They have, I'm trying to use my my Justin Trudeau voice, they have shut down border crossings, (laughs) which is holding our... What's funny is no Canadian talks like this. No Ontarian talks like this. No Quebec, Quebecois talks like this. No one talks like how he does. He, I don't know. It's like it's like a, a soy boy Ronald Reagan. And I, well, uh, well that's, I... That's from when Chandler Bing punched him in the face so hard he got that. Like, oh, he's like, oh, hey, why why you hit me? Oh, oh, why, why did you hit me there? So that's why he talks like... And he's shutting down things and homeless people aren't getting access to the foods that they need. And the small businesses are shutting down. And, you know, we it's bad when you shut down border crossings. It it causes economic turmoil. It holds our economy and our democracy hostage. I know that because I shut everything down, including the entire border for over a year and opened it only after everybody decided that they were going to get vaccinated because I made them. And I'm increasingly uh, putting more pressure on people to make sure that they get vaccinated, thereby holding them hostage. So I know all about that. But what they're doing is illegal. When I did it, it's, it's legal because I'm in the head of the government, but they're doing it and it's illegal. And so what we are going to tell them is that you cannot do this. And we're going to prove that by passing the Emergencies Act for the first time in Canadian history, because you are going through the, our towns and burning them down and looting. Oh, no, that was two summers ago. Sorry. Because you are blocking the street and honking.
Now, the Emergencies Act, which goes into effect for a month, uh, allows the federal government to bar people from gathering in certain locations. Wonder where, wonder, wonder where they're going to be focusing. Yeah. Um, it could also allow officials to conscript the use of private tow trucks. Now, what side do you think the tow truck drivers are on? <laughs> I just <coughs> this whole thing is like if you know, yes, exactly. And so now they're going to be forced <laughs> to do it. That doesn't work well. You have to give us your tow truck, okay? And the th- okay. by the way, the theory okay, here. Buddy, you want my tow truck? I'll oh, you want my tow, tow truck? truck. Oh, it won't start there, eh? The crazy thing about this, the popular narrative in Canada, I shouldn't even say popular because they're not even doing polling. Actually, they did some polling. Both the pro-truckers and anti-truckers deeply, deeply disapprove of Justin Trudeau's handling of this. He's wildly unpopular right now. He's he's actually less popular than the truckers, and their numbers are only in like the high 20s. He's like the least popular person in Canada. He makes Kamala Harris look downright popular. He's more popular than Dick Cheney the very moment that he shot the guy. Again, I think that actually helped him. He is more popular than Justin Trudeau in, or more unpopular than Justin Trudeau in uh, Arabian Nights blackface. Uh, the, the, the crazy thing about this is, you know, the narrative that the media is trying to push is, well, 90% of, 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 of Canadians are vaccinated and 80% of truckers or, or actually, I think it's 90% of truckers are vaccinated and 80% of uh, Canadians are vaccinated because they were forced to be vaccinated or else they lose everything. So certainly, you know, a lot of those vaccinated ones don't support this because they're vaccinated against their will. A lot of these people are vaccinated. In fact, that, that's actually on a lot of the signs. I'm vaxxed and I support the convoy. I'm vaxxed and it should be a choice. I'm vaxxed and Trudeau must go. Like they're, they're making it clear. Yes, that includes that 90% of truckers that are vaccinated. I, it is incredible to watch this. So the deputy prime minister ironically named Christia Freeland ah. uh, said the act would bar the use of crowdfunding websites for illegal activities and punish companies whose trucks were being used in the protests. Oh, the companies who are not probably not even involved. Awesome. Right. Uh, the organizer of the convoy, uh, Tamara Litch, said protesters would remain until the mandates were removed. Um, and she said that Trudeau's use of the Emergencies Act was extreme, but that the prospect of increased federal powers to end the blockade would deter protesters, which is weird because that's what the article said that I was reading. And then she said, no matter what we do, no matter what you do, we will hold the line. There are no threats that will frighten us. We will hold the line. So I think I don't it was see supposed to be. Would... Yeah, I think it would be would not deter protesters. Sure. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think so. But I had yeah. to put it in there because I was like, would, would what it says she deter? said. Yeah, yeah. By yeah. the way, just a total side note here. Has anyone else noticed, like when you're reading articles, that the grammar and spelling and punctuation so and bad. just proper has just completely gone into the toilet. Am I the only one that's noticed that on like no. major, like the, the week and CBC and Fox and seeing it, like it's like bad copy paste tweets that people don't bother checking after they press send. 
Yeah, I think this. I think I was reading the Guardian for most of this info. Yeah, no, uh, it's it all the Guardian. Uh, yeah, no, it's awful. I blame BuzzFeed. Um, yes, the Canadian the Canadian government is saying that the Prime Minister's unprecedented unprecedented move comes amid growing worry from federal officials that protesters are increasingly unwilling to leave the blockades as well as the rising prospect of violence. Although there hasn't been any from any. the protesters <coughs> any they've even found some with gun. well we're going to talk about that in a moment they've even found some with guns there's been no but they keep just saying they're harassing people honking and they're breaking the law there's no violence this is the most canadian protest ever they're literally out there going hey buddy hey trudeau's gotta go and even like the counter protesters that come out like, hey buddy Get out of Ottawa. And they're like, no. Like, that's, it's basically Jordan Peterson clones arguing with each other. It has not, there, no one is fighting. There's no, there's it been is, like no violence. It is the most polite martial law ever. I, my favorite video has been, there was a, a, someone moving forward in their truck and a, and a counter protester was standing there. And I think that the clip was actually in, in our intro, um, but, and so the truck moved forward and so the counter protester like pretended the truck hit her but obviously like moved forward to touch the truck and then flopped over and all you hear across all, like up and down the sidewalk are a bunch of people going yeah right oh yeah right it's the funniest <laughs> thing they're <laughs> oh yeah right it's just i love it this is so canadian Yes. And in an announcement that reeks of too good to be true timing for the government, the mm -hmm. Royal Canadian Mounted Police on the day that the Emergencies Act was announced said that 11 people were arrested and detained and police seized 13 long guns, handguns, multiple sets of body armor, a machete, a large quantity of ammunition and high capacity magazines. And that for more than two weeks, protesters have blocked the border crossing near the town of Coutts, Coutts, a town in um, Alberta. The town of Coutts. That's it. Coutts. Yeah, I, I honestly don't know. When I saw that, I'm like, all right, either some of these protesters are getting spicy or this is just they're doing what feds do and making stuff up to justify their, their put it this way uh if they're getting all armored up it's so that they can walk down the side rock and go oh yeah right like it's it's they're not like they're literally it's and yes yeah, someone asked did i say that all canadians are jordan peterson no i said all ontarians sound like jordan peterson married to one okay I, what I'm saying is they, they, they're all going, no, I'm not going to do it. And then the other part, no, you have to do it or they're gonna, you're going to lose your job. It's illegal. And then they're like, no, I don't care. It's about my freedom. Make your bed. And then Justin Trudeau goes, well, I, uh, what you're doing uh, is illegal. And it That's sucks. every Canadian voice. And it sucks. And it sucks. This sucks. pandemic sucks. That's what happened when this Matthew Perry so beat up Canadian. Justin Trudeau. He was just like, 
being beaten up by Matthew Perry sucks. Sucks. This sucks. This guy's going to go on to be Chandler and friends. This sucks. This sucks. This is going to be what I'm known for forever. Maybe I should paint my face black. No one's ever going to think anything worse than they do right now. Me being beaten up by Chandler for friends. This sucks. sucks. This is the worst part of my life. I so wonder what I'm going to go Canada, for on the upcoming Halloween celebration. I think I'll go as Aladdin. I know how to dress as Aladdin. Shoe polish on my face and red lips. <laughs> the... <laughs> So Canada being the the beacon of free freedom in yes. the Western Hemisphere um, has now declared that it is illegal for you to hang out in the streets in the streets of Alberta. Um, yes. So uh, remember <laughs> this gun from earlier and yes. uh, help out a Canadian who's not allowed to have it. Uh, because of the freedom-loving Canadians up there. Here, we'll put up the link again. Hold on. Uh, let me grab it. The link is at the... Where is okay, there it is. I think I... Yeah. This is chambered in 308. It's a stag 10. It's got a bunch of... If you go to the link... If you go to the you'll, link, you'll, you'll, uh, you'll see all the specs. I love the iron sights on this thing. I like this gun yeah. a lot. And by us posting the posting this link and talking about it, we are guaranteed not to be monetized. Absolutely anything. not. Absolutely not. I recently was on. We are doing show. this episode for free, people. Yes. So give us give us money. Give us money by becoming a muddied subscriber. Uh, going to uh, Anchor.fm/slash/MuddyWaters/slash/subscribe. Becoming a member today for only ten dollars a month. You too. Uh, can get access to members-only content. Uh, you can have an ad-free experience listening on Anchor and Spotify. And once a month, including this upcoming Thursday night, you too can take part in the Muddy Zoom, which is a Zoom call with all with us and all of the different Muddy subscribers. Anchor.fm slash MuddyWater slash subscribe. Join today. Because we're not going to make any money off this ad, this episode. Yeah, this, this episode is definitely, is this definitely not going this to This did be. it right here. Buy that gun, too. 308. Yeah, buy the gun. Look at that. Please buy the gun. This is also normally the time in which we would play messages. <coughs> yeah, but we're not doing that either. Usually, we would tell you that this is the time for the personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, anchor call in moment, brought to you by personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law. If you're looking to sue someone uh, in the beautiful state of Florida, and you've been personally injured, then what a fantastic moment this is for you, friends, because you can go to chrisreynoldslaw.com. Chris will come to your I, I, hospital room, your home, the scene of the actual injury. If he's close. He might be in your bedroom. He might be in your bedroom. When you earlier were talking with us about the mud water, he might have been standing there thinking, would you like to sue Matt and Spike for taking your time for this? <laughs> and to do it, go to chrisreynoldslaw.com. But we'll sue you harder using personal injury attorney Chris. Don't sue us. Sue someone else. Chrisreynoldslaw.com. Right. But we don't have any call-ins to moment. 
So we don't have any call-ins to moment. Remember when Chris used to be the only person that would call in? Yes, and now he doesn't call. And he was always asked sports questions to you specifically. So, um, yeah, J- Joe Hanush says, just say his name three times in the mirror. Chris Reynolds, Chris Reynolds, Chris Reynolds. Ah! No, so. Um, <laughs> so. Like candy man. Yeah, he's like the candy man. But he brings you actual money. He's like the money man. So, speaking of people that only show up when you don't want them to, which is always. There's some government agencies that wanted to give us a special Valentine's Day. Matt? Yeah, uh, I mean, the federal government, the, the, the alphabet agencies in the federal government had quite the week. Uh, we'll start with the ATF, who wants everybody out there to know that on the mother of all Hallmark holidays, they should swat their exes. Yes. They tweeted out Valentine's Day can still be fun even if you broke up. Do you have information about a former or current partner involved in illegal gun activity? Let us know and we will make sure it's a Valentine's Day to remember. Yes, you could remember this Valentine's always. It's the day that your former or current partner was shot to death or current do you have a current loved one that you would like to be murdered along with their dog and any children they have in their compound i i am like that is every time the government does something i'm like man i know this isn't they're they're low i know this isn't the worst they can do but i'm hoping maybe they'll try to stop being so terrible and they don't uh every time they just go a little bit worse than the time before now uh there was a pretty popular reply uh to this uh, atf tweet uh from uh libertarian superstar former 2020 white house candidate of course i'm talking about joe jorgensen no i'm sorry no it wasn't no it was spike cohen uh, said, hi, yes, I'd like to report someone who set an entire compound full of children and their parents on fire and shot anyone who escaped. Then they went and trafficked guns to Mexican cartels who used those guns to kill innocent Americans and Mexicans and Brian Terry. They should be disbanded. And arrested. And arrested. But at the very least, disbanded. They won't be, yes. but that's, you know. They won't. Much so like Hillary they, Clinton will not be prosecuted. No. No, they're the Hillary Clinton of uh, federal agencies. Uh, really, all of them. All the the all of the yeah, federal all, agencies all are basically the Hillary Clintons. They get to kill as many people as they want, and no one gets in any trouble for it. And they spy on That's you, right. like the CIA, right, Matt? <laughs> That's right. Now, shockingly, the CIA has been spying on American citizens without a warrant. I know this no. shocks everybody here. I oh my god, I couldn't. I heard it could not believe it when i heard it i was like this this has to be the fake news that yes. i heard about from 2016 to 2020 so much this has to be that but no uh in an april letter declassified on thursday senators ron wyden of oregon and martin heinrich of new mexico that's an unfortunate name right there um 
of New Mexico allege that the CIA has secretly conducted its own bulk program outside the statutory framework that Congress and the public believe govern this collection. Can, can, I just want to outside the statutory framework means illegally. <laughs> That's what that means. I mean, they have no legal that's, that's lawyer speak <laughs> that's that's lawmaker speak lawyer speak right there outside the yeah. statutory framework means illegally this isn't just a violation of the fourth amendment which many laws are this is a violation of the patriot act this is a violation of the 1995 and 1996 anti-terrorism. This is a violation of the entire U.S. Code of Laws. There is no statutory framework, which means legal authorization, for them to do this. This is not just unconstitutional. They broke the law. They used public funds for an illegal spying program. Yep. And they're getting in return... A strongly worded letter. So the letter, which was addressed to CIA Director William Burns and Nash, uh, Director of National Intelligence Avril Haynes. Is Avril a girl or a boy? I'm looking this up. If Avril's a boy, that explains so much. If, man, if Avril's a girl, I want to do a parody song, but we would get pulled off YouTube for parody songs. Avril Haynes is an elf woman. Avril a, Haynes is an elf woman. She's a female elf. She is a woman, hmm. yes. Yes. I think I'm looking in, at all these photos of, of girl girl power, you know, how great that we finally have a woman illegally spying on us who isn't Condoleezza Rice. So the <laughs> true uh, is oh, Nikki Haley. Um, the letter is heavily redacted and does not specify the nature of the data collection or the type of information the agency has access to um, in the redacted portion that you were able to see. Although I'm certain that part of it was in there. Uh, the senator cited a report from the Privacy and Civil Liberties Oversight Board that, according to the lawmakers, showed the full extent of the CIA's collection was withheld from the Senate Intelligence Panel. Not only so are they, they breaking it. the law, they're not even telling them everything they did. That they're continuing. What am I saying? Did that they're continuing to do? Yeah, they're doing illegally. They're still doing it. Right now, um, an intelligence official who is asking to remain nameless, um, <laughs> confirmed that the Senate committee has known about the program and described it as a tool to help manage information gathered by multiple agencies. That's a way to put it. That's a way to put that. Uh, Wyden doubled down on his assertion that the intelligence committee, that the intelligence committee was previously unaware of this CIA program. Now, the nature and uh, full extent of this collection were not known to the Senate Intelligence Committee before 2021, Wyden told Politico. Anyone who says otherwise just isn't being honest. 
And to be fair, this all started, we're, I'm gonna give you a little bit of a backstory on what this started from. This all started from a uh, executive order from like 40 years ago, written by Reagan. that never went away. And now because of the new ways of communication, it is just so much easier to use it to gain as much information as you want about everybody in the nation. <laughs> but again, illegal executive order, the law. So, so what, so go ahead. Illegal executive order outside of the scope. Yes. Outside of the scope of statutory limit, whatever the shit yes. said. Yeah. They went well above whatever the executive order and whatever was approved by the intelligence committee. And they said, no, it's fine. It's good. It's good. Uh, Wyden and Heinrich raised concerns that the CIA data collection is ripe for abuse because it's governed by a decades-old executive order written by Reagan, rather than laws passed by Congress, which, I mean, the Patriot Act was passed by Congress, people. Let's not think that this is any bastion of freedom and civil yeah. liberties, yeah. Um, such as the Foreign, Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, uh, which they are <laughs> using... Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act in order to say we're spying on these people and we're just collecting data on the people who talk to them and the people who talk to them and the people who yeah. talk to them and the people who talk to them. So everyone. 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 Now, thankfully, the Department of Homeland Security has gotten out in front of this. They are letting people know, Matt, that this is unacceptable. And by this, I mean us talking about it. Yes. Yes, they released a memo last week. They actually released this before our show last week, but it didn't make the news until after. Like, it didn't hit. Nobody saw it until after our show last week. Um, including a warning uh, against the proliferation of false or misleading narratives which sow discord or undermine public trust in U.S. government institutions. They just called a Senate report misinformation. Um, well, this is a new policy that they have released about uh, getting rid of free speech. The policy, which is in effect until at least June 7th, which I kind of want to know what's going on June 8th. Um, An extension of this? Blame, right. Blame, what's going to happen June 7th? Uh, yeah. Blamed an online environment filled with false or misleading narratives and conspiracy theories and other forms of mis, dis, and mal-information introduced or amplified by foreign and domestic threat actors. That means that anybody online or in person talking about Hang on, I, I don't want to. I don't want to jump the gun. Okay, talking about things like, yeah, I, I thought that I put that in there. Uh, 
talking about things online that the government finds distasteful is now going to be labeled as a domestic terrorist. Yeah. Which means you are looking right now or listening to right now to future domestic terrorists. I mean, honestly, if they haven't already internally labeled us domestic terrorists, then uh, are they really working? I, I, I the, the the ridiculous thing about this is and I I know that we're not breaking news here, but think of all the things that were misinformation, disinformation or malinformation until finally the media and government had to admit that it was true all along. Like just think the sheer number of things. The vaccine's not gonna stop COVID. You can still get COVID even if you're vaccinated. Mask mandates do nothing in schools. Um the the, sh- the, the, uh, the the government lied about WMD. Uh, John Stewart recently came out and said, you know, I was part of the news cycles where I was called a, a spreader of misinformation, where the entire government and major media apparatus said that Saddam Hussein had weapons of mass destruction, including yellow cake that he was developing for uranium, uranium based nuclear weapons. <laughs> and it all turned out to be bullshit. And, and and all the disinformationists were 100% spot on. Um, this is literally that. This is, oh, if you say what goes, what, mis, dis, and malinformation means going against the U, whatever the current U.S. government and corporate media narrative is in that moment. You're now a domestic terrorist and we're going to illegally spy on you and take action against you and red flag you and encourage your loved ones to to swat you and, and you know, no knock raid you and do whatever we need to do to put, put you to heal because this pandemic sucks. And what you're doing is illegal. Actually, what we're doing, what we're doing is illegal. But we're going to do it anyway. And if you say that it's bad, then we might kill you, which sucks. Yes. The Department of Homeland Security went on to say these threat actors seek to exacerbate societal friction to sow discord and undermine public trust in government institutions to encourage unrest, which could potentially inspire acts of violence. Now, I don't know from us. I feel as though the ATF is doing just a bang up job of undermining public trust in government institutions on their own as they literally say, turn in your exes or your current partner for having a le- for making illegal gun sales. Yes. I would venture to guess that the actions of government on a daily basis seek to exacerbate societal friction to sow discord and undermine public trust in themselves and encourage unrest, which potentially inspires acts of violence from them. The, the, the organization that kills and kidnaps and robs and disenfranchises and ruins the lives of exponentially more people than every other criminal outfit in this country combined would like you to know that they are very concerned that what you say on the internet could potentially inspire acts of violence from them against you yes yes um yeah quite literally every every 
policy that has come out from the government in the last two years having to do with COVID, having to do with um, uh, the George after George Floyd, all of it, every policy that they have come out with undermine public trust in government institutions. Every one of them. As they should. Heck, well, yes, but they're blaming it on me and you. It, they're, they're sitting there in their DHS office on the hill with lightning and thunder going off in the background going, Matt and Spike are undermining public trust in government institutions. And somebody, excellent. Let's get them. Let's label them domestic terrorists. Mm. Um, <laughs> instead of just looking in the mirror and being like man you know what maybe we should have locked people up for the last two years maybe we shouldn't be telling them you have to get this shot or you're going to lose your job uh maybe we shouldn't say hey you know it's really easy to communicate with people of so many different cultures and ages if you don't have to wear a fucking mask all the time so just take it off and if you get the virus i'm sorry but you're it's a virus Omicron has completely destroyed all narratives. And if you look at the chart yes. of the of the death rate or, or of the of the the case rates, more people got Omicron in the last two months than the entire rest of the pandemic combined, and it wasn't even close. And that was even with a huge shortage of test kits. I have been able to travel around the whole damn country multiple times and hug tens of thousands of people and not get COVID. And yet I got it eating Matt's freaking salmon with the, actually I might've probably given it to him, but regardless, I like, like literally everyone got COVID or almost everyone got COVID masked, unmasked, vaccinated. We have like a 70% vaccination rate in the U S didn't matter. Didn't mean a thing. All of their narratives are dying at the, at the hands of reality. And so if you simply speak reality, you are uh, seeking to exacerbate societal friction to sow discord and undermine public trust in government institutions to encourage unrest, which could potentially inspire acts of violence. Now, they went on to say mass casualty attacks and other acts of targeted violence conducted by lone offenders and small groups acting in furtherance of ideological beliefs and or personal grievances pose an ongoing threat to the nation. I'm going to read that again in a second, and I want you to feel the political correctness inherent in that statement. And I want you to realize that those on the progressive left who said, you can't say specific things like we're fighting against Islamic terrorism, which the CIA sponsored, or we're fighting against, you know, crime or we're going to, you can't say it because it's insensitive. And the government went, yes, we would absolutely like to make mealy mouth statements that could be applied to literally every single person in this country if we so wish for it too. Thank you so much for your suggestion. So now we get statements like mass casualty attacks and other acts of targeted violence conducted by lone offenders and small groups acting in furtherance of ideological beliefs and or personal grievances pose an ongoing threat to the nation. That meant absolutely nothing. That meant absolutely nothing. That meant nothing. And all of their statements sound like that now. 
there's the old, you can either uh, uh, dazzle them with your brilliance or you can baffle them with your bullshit. And that's all bullshit baffling there. Uh, they go on key factors contributing to the current heightened threat environment. Again, none of this means anything. It's all fancy sounding things to make you go, oh my gosh, they know what threat environment. This, they don't know it. They're upset that you're saying things they don't want you to say. This uh, next part, though, means something. There is widespread online proliferation of false or misleading narratives. I've, I've now turned them into Justin Trudeau regarding unsubstantiated widespread evidence that sucks. Widespread election <laughs> fraud and COVID-19 grievances associated with these themes inspired violent extremist attacks during 2021. In other words, if you say something where where, where? well, by the FBI. <laughs> yeah that is the big so right now they're saying if you say anything about election fraud which we have yeah. said on the show there was election fraud because there's always election fraud there's always election fraud always election fraud was it enough to overturn the election probably not no probably not probably not there are a few things that are a little questionable like how joe biden got 81 million votes but uh <laughs> Wonder how I've Trump met got a lot of people. Them. That doesn't surprise me anymore. Yeah, um, fair. Um, <laughs> and COVID nineteen. That means the unsubstantiated claims on COVID nineteen is the shit that we were saying at the beginning of all of this in early twenty twenty one when the vaccine had just come out and we were talking about it on a show that not many of you have seen because good God did that turn into a dumpster fire. Thomas Queter, I still apologize. We said you can't have a vaccine for a virus because viruses <coughs> mutate and the vaccine will no longer work. And lo and behold, after you had Joe Biden out there saying, if you get the vaccine, it kills the COVID dead. And Rachel Maddow sitting up there on her high horse at MSNBC going, we now know that if you get this, it's dead. It's over. You won't spread it to anybody. You can't get it. All of this was bullshit. And we said that months before they were pushing this narrative. Vaccine we experts theorists. that vaccine experts that we are. <laughs> From my epidemiology majors. <laughs> yes. Epidemiology majors, Spike Cohen and Matt Wright, who literally just looked at the history of this type of stuff and were like, this isn't polio. It isn't measles, mumps, or rubella. It's a coronavirus. And these types of viruses typically just continue mutating, like how the flu does. Flu is not a coronavirus, but flu is similar in that it continues to mutate. And their own data said uh, for the original, the alpha variant, which is what this was originally designed for, that uh, it would be 90% effective against, or 90-something percent effective against severe illness or death. And it was a little bit more hazy as to how effective it would be against you getting it. And we said, that's a problem. Because if you can still get it, then it's going to try to figure out how to get around it. And eventually that thing be worthless. And we are now hearing about how Omicron BA2, the Omicron 2, uh, could potentially get around uh, even your booster could be useless even a fourth booster, like they have in Israel, could be useless against the next wave. In other words, what we said would happen 
in January, January, I want to say it was like January 8th. It may have been earlier. January beginning of last year. Over a year ago, we said that. We said that. We said lockdowns did not make a difference. We said that. We said that in 2020. Yeah, I was going to say, we said that before they were implementing the lockdowns. Yeah. Right. We said lockdowns. Now, the Johns Hopkins University, we reported on it last week, I think. Yep. Last week or the week before. Johns Hopkins University said that lockdowns made no difference. A 0.02% difference in the number of deaths uh, lockdowns made. But the effect that it had on the economy, on mental health, on addiction rates, on everything else skyrocketed. We said that. In March of 2020, domestic terrorists. Domestic terrorists. Furthering violence. Potential acts of violence are going to be furthered by Matt Wright and Spike Cohen for saying things that are patently true and obvious to everyone paying attention. We didn't really go into the election fraud stuff. Like, there is election fraud. There's always election fraud. There's always election fraud what, what we said about the election fraud is it likely didn't contribute one way or another. We talked more about the election fraud they don't like to talk about, which is the fact that uh, their, their election fraud is the reason why you only have two choices to choose from. Um, that's a much bigger fraud perpetuated against the American people. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, that's... But we sure, yeah, I mean, we, yes, we did, not, we did not claim that Donald Trump had the election stolen from him by Joe Biden because we don't believe he did, or at least we haven't seen evidence that he did. Um, but here's the next one. Here's the one that's really going to scare people because right now the narrative is, well, the vaccine, uh, greatly prevents severe illness and death. And we can prove it because the fatality, the case fatality rate has largely not changed during the time that the vaccine, uh, increases have happened. And that would, that, well, that doesn't prove that. So, uh, if you look, and I, I should have brought up the chart, but if you, if you take a chart, of if you can google all of this or duck duck go for you for you edge lords that watch this you can go on you can do an internet search and you can say uh no, u.s covid is, what's that it's duck duck go and the uh brave the brave I don't even know that one you can vpn yeah. search in incognito mode um you can go and look for uh u.s covid vaccination rates and google will show you a chart that actually shows you like month by month what the vaccination rate has been and even what the boosted rate has been. How many people have gotten at least one shot? How many people have gotten both? How many people have gotten boosted? <clears throat> if you line that up with, uh, uh, I think it's, oh gosh, what's the, here, I'll, I'll look up what it is and you can find it for yourself. Um, U.S. or now COVID CFR by country. Yeah. So if you type in COVID CFR by country, you will find a website called Our World in Data, and it will show you the CFR by day uh, of of COVID, which had this. It went up really high in the initial phase because they really didn't know how to properly treat it. Uh, there weren't that many tests. There were no at home tests, so a lot of really the only people being tested were the ones that were already in the hospital. So of course that rate is going to be higher. But in the U.S., you know, it was way, way, way up, and then it it, it dropped down. Uh, and ever since then, it has been wallowing in the U.S. anyway, between one and a half and two percent for quite some time, including before the uh, the vaccine came into play. And if you line that up with the rate of vaccination, 
it would stand to reason that as the rate of vaccination went up, you would see a corresponding drop in the fatality rate. That has not been the case. It has slowly gone down over time, but just barely, certainly not like that, like it should. Um, and the most recent dip has happened uh, while uh, va- uh, vaccination rates are actually waning because people's uh, vaccine uh, immunity has been wearing off, uh, you know, because they got vaccinated, you know, months ago and uh, and only some have gotten boosted. And the reason that we've seen that major drop off in the fatality rate is because Omicron was so mild. The data ain't lining up. And again, I'm not claiming that that there's no protection being had from the vaccine because I, I I personally think there is. I think that there's been enough clinical data at hospitals to show that if you're vaccinated, you're less likely to have severe illness or death. But their claims that this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated, that doesn't line up with the actual, again, put them right next to each other. Line them up chronologically. Vaccination rates, fatality rate. Fatality rate's been awful flat for something that should be going down and roughly the same level as the vaccination rates going up. That's all I'm saying. Yep. So they went on to say the yes. months preceding the upcoming 2022 midterm elections could provide additional opportunities for these extremists and other <laughs> individuals to call for violence directed at democratic institutions, political candidates, party offices, election events, and election workers. To me, this sounds, I, this is going to sound so conspiratorial, but this 100% sounds like the FBI is planning some stuff and yeah. Department of Homeland Security is getting in on the, ga- on the game. Um, yes. But maybe there wouldn't, last, last week, also last week, we reported on uh, Stacey Abrams, Gavin Newsom, and uh, LA Mayor Eric Garcetti, all appearing appearing maskless uh, in public while forcing everybody under their jurisdiction to be masked. Stacey Abrams, quite possibly the worst offender of this because before she went to that school, she said, uh, I'm not going to go to this school unless everybody there is masked. And then she gave her Black History Month presentation and then at the end used everybody in that school as a prop to sit behind her while she free-faced it at the very Raw-dogged life. Just just raw-facing it while everybody behind her is in a mask, using everybody back there for a prop for a photo op that caused her to have to fire her social media manager because even though she was the one who said everybody there needs to be masked and she said i'm gonna sit down for this picture it wasn't her fault because it couldn't be her fault yeah how, how was that the social media person's fault like she chose somebody. it's her fault it like you demand everyone is masked and then you sit there like a schmuck without a mask on while literally like 40 or 50 other people almost all of them kids are masked up except for you sitting in the front in between all of them not mad like what the and not holding a mask like not like oh i just took it off for this like literally it's that was definitely the social media person's fault an 
Eric Garcetti, uh, who said he was holding his breath around Magic yes. Johnson, which to me just sounds like you're afraid of people who have HIV. Uh, wow. And Gavin Newsom, and Gavin Newsom, who is sitting there saying, "Well, I had my mask in my hand because we all know that's how masks work best is when they're in yep. your hand." Which actually, yep. COVID, COVID just wants to see that you care. Right, COVID just wants to know that you care. That you care. Um, wants to know that you you're care. doing your part. My appearance of holding a mask protects you. Your appearance of holding your mask protects me. Right. And when they saw how poorly this was polling across the board, yeah. how everybody said, this is complete and utter bullshit, suddenly states were like, we're going to end our mask mandates. We're going to end our mandates. We're going to end our mandates. LA County, we're going to drop our mandate by the end of the month. And even though the mandate has not been lifted, uh, I think it got lifted today, actually, uh, in L.A. County, uh, at the Super Bowl in L.A., Eric Garcetti, Gavin Newsom, uh, Matt Damon, Charlize Theron, Jay-Z, literally everybody was there maskless while all yep. saying, you need to mask up. We have to do what's right, but we don't. You do. We don't have to. Do. That is something you have to do. If you want to know what is causing extremists and other individuals to call for violence, which I don't know if this is true. Uh, I don't know if this is true. I haven't seen anybody specifically calling for violence. I've seen a lot of people saying they're pissed off, but that's not violence. That's saying you're pissed off. Uh, if you want to know what's causing those people to be pissed off, it's the policies that you have been pushing on us and forcing us to do while not living by the rules that you have been been inundating us with. That yep. is what's pissing people off. It has nothing yep. to do with two morons. We're not morons. We're brilliant people. But two morons on the two internet. Brilliant sit, two brilliant morons. Two brilliant morons on the internet who sit there and make fun of every aspect of america the american political system a couple of times a week yes it's definitely not because of that and frankly a lot of the violence is being threatened by the people that are worried about the violence it's it's all <clears throat> I, I i made this graphic while you were talking because i just i want to show this is not perfect you should look at it yourself uh but this is pretty darn close um if you look closely, I, it, because the, the dates aren't exact, but it's roughly the same period. This is the case fatality rate of COVID-19 uh, as measured by Johns Hopkins University. Now, for those who don't know, <coughs> the case fatality rate is not the actual fatality rate because it does not factor in people who uh, got COVID and never were officially confirmed as having COVID by going to a doctor and having it recorded. So either they didn't know they had COVID or they just did an at-home test and it came back positive and they'd stayed home or whatever. Like they, it doesn't include that. So the actual fatality rate of COVID is lower than is in this, which means that now the fatality rate of COVID is largely probably around half a percent, certainly below 1%. Anyway, um, let's look at this because this is, this is pretty close to the timeline here. Uh, the vaccinations, uh, so the, you see this huge jump in fatality rate initially in the U.S. Again, that was during the time when almost most of the testing was being done in hospitals, nursing homes, places where people were already feeling sick. It immediately dropped. The fatality rate immediately started dropping uh, down to about 3%. Uh, and then coupled with 
uh, what is expected, a lot of people think it is uh, an increased proliferation of testing, there, uh, coupled with uh, hospitals changing some of their procedures for how they dealt with uh, patients that had COVID, not moving so quickly to ventilate them, relying more on oxygen, using some of the therapeutics that they had, uh, having them lie prone instead of on their backs and some other stuff. Uh, that all coupled to a uh, drop to below 2%. Uh, so that right around the holiday season of 2020, which is right before the vaccination really started ramping up, uh, the fatality rate dropped to just below 2%, where if you'll notice, it actually kind of slightly went up a little bit uh, and, then, uh, and then just basically stayed flat. At the same time, so around that time, like the, the bulk of the, of the increase in the vaccination rate uh, happened around uh, uh, between like around June. Again, this is not perfectly lined up, but you can look pretty closely and see that had there been to where, you know, around just over half of Americans were vaccinated. And again, people were still continuing to get COVID uh, even if they were vaccinated. You would have seen, I would believe, one would think that you would see a much bigger drop off in the uh, fat case fatality rate for COVID-19. Now, there may be some competing theories as to why that's not, but it's interesting that, if anything, it went up slightly uh, and then just kind of plateaued. Uh, it continued to plateau. And then after the number of people who have COVID plateaued uh, and, and, uh, and, and, and even the number of people that were boosted seems to have plateaued a little bit, then... With Omicron, we saw this sudden most recent dip of the fatality rate to case fatality rate to just above 1%, which again does not appear to correspond with any increase in vaccination. I would be happy to have someone tell me why this is. So far, when I've brought it up to people, I've been told that. This is dangerous misinformation. Okay. I'm not claiming that I know that this is saying that the vaccine isn't effective in stopping the fatality rate. I'm saying I have a question as to why we're not seeing a corresponding drop off in the fatality rate. Anyone's got that for me out there. I'd be happy to hear it. I'd be happy to be wrong. I would like for the vaccine to be uh, effective in stopping it or, st or at least stopping severe illness and death. And I do know that the hospitals are saying that the number of vaccinated that are dying is much higher or unvaccinated that are dying is much higher than the number that are vaccinated. I just, just need that explained to me. Thank you. We already kind of covered that. Um, the next yes. one that we already covered the next bit that's in there, but they go on to say COVID-19 mitigation measures, particularly COVID-19 vaccine and mask mandates have been used by domestic violent extremists to justify violence since 2020 and oh, could continue it. to inspire these extremists to target government healthcare and academic institutions that they associate with those measures. Now, the bulletin, not surprisingly, did not give specific examples of any attacks that would be related to these new policies. Nothing. Does anyone remember that big terror attack that happened against 
a home uh, against uh, HHS or uh, that assassination attempt against Anthony Fauci. Like, does anyone remember? Anthony all those... Fauci remembers the assassination attempt on his life where the guy was pulled over 1,500 miles from him and he had a gun and he wanted to shoot Bernie Sanders, Joe Biden, Anthony Fauci and others. And he goes, he was out there. To, he wanted to kill me because of Rand Paul saying fire Fauci. Yes. Which was his answer to very specific pointed questions from Rand Paul about the gain of function research that he's been lying about. You know what I think is an extremist violent attack would be if, for example, a government were to fund the creation of a virus for testing purposes that ended up accidentally leaking. And instead of coming clean and telling everyone that that's what happened, they just lied about it, called everyone a racist bigot who brought it up. And said that you are the reason that people want me dead. Um, Maybe he's the reason. But again, that's one crazy person on the other side of the country. I'm not seeing the, as, what what is it? These extremists who target uh, government, justify violence since 2020. I think we all remember uh, the summer of 2020 when looters and rioters were burning down city centers and destroying people's homes and small businesses over the COVID restrictions. I'm not willing to say that that didn't play a massive part. I, you know what? That's actually, I do think that that actually is part of what caused, I think that, but, but it wasn't, it wasn't the pol- was, reaction was, to the policy. It was the natural consequences of what the policy was doing to people's mental health and livelihood and well-being that created that, that powder, powder keg. keg. Yes. Yeah, that, <clears throat> that was the powder keg. Yep. And then the George Floyd incident was the match. Was the spark. I will give you that. I will give you that. But that's different than, uh, you know, uh, uh, misinformation is inspiring domestic violent extremists. That's no people losing their minds because they're losing their livelihoods. Their kids are being developmentally delayed. They can't get treatment for things that aren't COVID like cancer or alcoholism or drug addiction or any of those things. Uh, but yet the alcohol store is still open. That Those are the things that are causing people to lose their minds. Uh, not someone posting saying, hey, I think these lockdowns are a bad idea. I read the other day, and I 100% believe this: that children um, who are going to who are going to school, still being forced to be masked uh, of a young age, like five, six, seven, um, are having trouble saying their L's at a at a slower rate. Um, instead of I'm learning how to say, the, yeah, instead of learning how to say their <laughs> L's, uh, they can't. They aren't getting it because when you're making if you're talking like this and I'm saying, look, Spike, you you don't see what's happening. And when you're talking to a child on how to say certain things, you have to show them by going, when you're making this sound, it's not a woo, it's a luh. You, you have to show you them. Have to, you have to show them. And uh, they, they aren't getting it. So they're being developmentally uh, held back from these things. And some people out there might go, well, you know, that's not really all that bad of a thing. Yeah, libertarian, libertarian. It's libertarians. 
Wibbertarians. It's Wibbertarians. Um, wow. <laughs> Wibbertarians. <laughs> Libertarians have a future of all of our opponents having speech impediments because we pulled our kids from school. Um, so the uh, anyway, <laughs> I don't even want to go there. Um, the uh, uh, no, there's been all sorts of talk about, and it, the, the, some have referred to it as the lost generation, like that there were our kids who are going to have measurable developmental delays because they were shoved into Zoom classes, which if you're seven, a Zoom class, like that doesn't work. And then they're brought back to a school where they're masked, which does nothing, which is absolutely nothing. In fact, their own studies said it did nothing. Here's some mal-dis and misinformation for you. When the, uh, I think it was Department of Education, when they did their big multi-school study of what mitigation efforts actually worked to slow the spread of COVID, the number one with a, the one that was like double-digit decrease was improved ventilation opening windows using fans using heaters spreading air around that was like double digit anything else like for example having the the teachers and adult faculty wearing masks that was like a low single digit reduction <coughs> the kids wearing masks didn't even register so what did the department of i forget if it was the health or or education or maybe both of them together they said all of these things combined saw a massive reduction in covid 19 spread so mask your kids up so we're going to force your kids to mask up they didn't say that that part didn't actually register it didn't even show any 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 increase and yet they have continued to die on that hill but that's okay because if you talk about it at your school board meeting the federal government will render you a terrorist and start spying on you and letting the school board dox you young uh matt ferrero matt ferrero said i don't know if this is true but i don't doubt it um young kids drawing self-portraits with no nose or mouths doesn't surprise that's going to do doesn't surprise me. I, I absolutely believe that. I haven't seen evidence of it, but I absolutely believe it. And that's got to do just gangbusters on your self-confidence that you are building in these in these times when you're five, six, seven, eight years old. And you are drawing yourself as being legitimately only half a person. Yep. Yep. Uh, Adam Weggs uh, in the comments, uh, who is uh, actually um, a trained paramedic, says... And anyone who's ever been around kids knows there's absolutely nothing you can do to keep them from sharing diseases. Being around kids is a diagnostic criteria for things like strep throat in adults. Uh, have Spend some time around kids and then tell them they got to put something on their face. Every time I bring that up to adults, including like pro-masking adults, pro-restriction adults, I'll say, do you have kids? Yes. Or have you been around kids? Yes. Picture a kid, a seven-year-old, six-year-old, eight-year-old, what, under 12-year-old wearing a mask all day. What do you think that mask is like? And they'd start laughing. They're like, oh, it's covered in snot and crap. And, and it's probably not even the one they started with because they're sharing it with their friends. And God knows how many times it's fallen off and it's on the floor and they pick it up and put it back on. And I'm like, yeah, that's, yes. Yes. The fact that the government told them to put it on doesn't magically make it work. Eric Granada said damp. Yes, a child's mask that it that, that the child actually, wears all day would be best described as dask as, as damp. Yes, uh, moist, moist, it's moist. 
Moist. and uh, multicolored. He, yes. Uh, he also said the lockdowns actually increased both STDs and teenage pregnancy rates in certain areas. And I, I believe. 100% believe that they weren't socially distancing. Um, they were not socially distancing. And yep. you're locked in your house. You're bored out of your mind. You're hitting tender like it's your job. Just swiping right on everybody for some sort of human connection. And just, I don't care who, who swipes back. I didn't do that because I'm married. I didn't do that because I'm in a loving, committed relationship with. But yes, woman. but if but if I wasn't, I don't know. Tinder strikes me as a great place to get every venereal disease, and mm. I've always, well, I've always been a bit of a hypochondriac. So I think, I, honestly, I think I just feel alone and isolated. You, I'd be like, using yeah. hand sanitizer. You were using hand sanitizer before it was in vogue. Before all of this. I love when people look at me and they're like, oh, COVID. I'm like, no, nah, I've been like this for a while, man. Like, I, And I'm convinced that's how I was able to keep from getting it for so long because I'm so fastidious. <laughs> I can't. I think I'd just be lonely. I think if I didn't have a committed life partner during all of this, I would have just been profoundly lonely uh, in, in when it comes to like relationships because I'm kind of like weird with diseases anyway. Um, until I just decided like, no, nah, I'm just going to illegally uh, do whatever um, because that was like I just ended up going and just doing whatever I wanted anyway around the whole country. Um, yeah, no, I, I – but – but yeah, no, I, I believe it that uh, uh, unplanned pregnancies were up, STDs were up. We know that abuse was up. We know that suicide was up, and including suicide among like some of the youngest people who typically don't even register on suicide. Like, un, you know, we know that typically like with puberty comes those angsty feelings and stuff. But this is like prepubescent kids; their uh, suicide rates going through the roof. Like, the narrative of if this only saves one life was such. A bald-faced, cynical lie. They didn't care if if lives were saved. They cared about control, and they they harnessed the fears of people who thought, "I don't care what happens to your life. I want to be free of this disease, and so I don't care what happens to everyone's life." Which is why, and this was something else that was very powerful about Omicron. I have watched so many progressives completely flip their shit and be like i've done everything right for the past two years i'm quadruple vaccinator right in my eyeballs i wear two masks and a face shield everywhere i go i stay six feet away from even the people in my own house like you know the most extreme and i still got covid one of my friends is a medical professional who says that they're in their office their medical office uh, they were successful in not getting any, and none of them getting COVID during all the different waves. When Omicron came, most of them got it. And this person's theory is that Omicron spreads through ventilation systems, that it's so airborne, that it's so easily spread, you don't even have to be in the same room. Now, we don't know that. I'm not claiming that that's, that that's uh, the reality, but kind of stands to reason that that's how this would spread so quickly, so easily. It's not even waiting for people to be right around each other. Uh, and in the face of something like that, the idea that putting a mask on a six-year-old's face is going to do a damn thing except potentially delay them developmentally is such a ridiculous lying yeah. to yourself, such a, a self-delusion 
ruining someone else's life in the process it makes me sick just sick makes me sick Actually, it makes COVID. me almost as sick COVID. as covid did yeah so again it's not because uh violent extremists out there who talk crap on the internet um are dangerous it's because the people who are in charge are dangerous and they don't give a crap about any one of you and they only give a shit about trying to get their jobs back and they thought that this that this line that they were on is the line that was going to get them their jobs back and the moment they started seeing that no that's not what's going to happen they started releasing all of the mandates releasing the vax mandates releasing the mask mandates saying none of this is necessary you yeah. guys can start going back to your normal lives and on march 1st for the state of the union address i don't 100 percent guarantee it but i 90 percent guarantee that joe biden is going to sit there and claim that he defeated covid and every it's 90 percent. i guarantee there's 10 percent of me going he's not that stupid but then then there's the rest of me that goes yes he is um that mean he won't say it doesn't mean he, won't, mean say he won't say it i think he's going to say it and you are going to be able to hear live the national guffaw uh, that the audacity of that statement as opposed yeah. to the fact that viruses do this viruses play themselves out they will they will gain and they will gain in um function this <laughs> they'll gain in transmissibility but they will lower in uh mortality and yep. they will eventually just become part of the cycle, which Ron DeSantis, for as many problems as there are with Ron DeSantis, he said this a year ago, and everybody said that what he was saying was evil. And now the Washington Post, who said he was evil for saying it, is saying COVID's just probably going to become a seasonal thing. It's like he understood how viruses worked. So instead of pushing all of this fear porn down our throats for two years, somebody in the comments, I don't know who said it, um, somebody in the comments said they should have just said, wash your hands, stay home if you feel sick. And that should have yeah. been the entire policy across the nation for COVID. And that is pretty much what the policy should be for everything. You're being reminded in the comments that Ron DeSantis uh, wasn't exactly golden on on COVID, which is 100 percent true. I, I said uh, for he he got he has problems. Oh, I yeah. said he's not. I, I did say for the problems on even for the problems we do have with him. He said this. Yes, he did yep. shut down. It was for like he did only do it for like a month or three weeks or whatever it was, um, as opposed to the year long, two year long lockdowns that some of these people have had to live with. Um, and he's been very good on mandates. Uh, I do disagree with certain ones like banning companies from uh, requiring vaccines and stuff. But I think that's the company's decision, not yours. Yes, I also understand the argument for it. He's trying to counter the Fed by the federal restrict but the federal requirement by introducing a state requirement not to and trying to put counter pre i i get it but yeah you don't you don't fight government with more government um uh, uh yes, jack casey says what's that 
John Morrissey just said DeSantis recently blamed Trump pressured him to lock down initially, which he yes. didn't say that Trump. Yes. Yeah. And and, and uh, we know we know that when uh, governor of uh, Georgia, I'm looking at his face right now, Kemp, Brian Kemp, Brian Kemp he ended his early and Trump publicly uh-huh. attacked him for it and never forget all you Trump Republicans that watch this show. All of you, all two of you, that Donald Trump did not do anything to stop his CDC from implementing the 2005 bird flu lockdown playbook that they were using from the Bush administration, from implementing that by using it as a guideline for the states, which was heavily tied to receiving any HHS, HHS funding to go through this guideline and follow their recommendations. Uh, there was heavy federal pressure put on states to do this. Um, and uh, and then the, the Republican governors uh, who, who ended theirs early or didn't do them got attacked by Trump. The lockdowns happened under Trump. And he tweeted that they were bad while his federal government helped push them. You were lied to. And uh, Sarah Ann Anderegg, what's that? All of us were lied to. Everyone. We were all lied to. to. I was lied to as well. Me too. There was a time period. I mean, there was a time period in March of 2020, maybe April, where <clears throat> even you and I, like you and I, were like, "Look, this is this is going to be." we were even kind of playing into it a little bit more than I think we probably should have. Um, we didn't, but here's the difference though. First of all, we never supported lockdowns. We never supported mandates. We were concerned that this could be a lot more deadly than we now know it was, but we didn't know. And we were hearing these ridiculous fatality rates coming out of Italy and Spain and stuff like that. We didn't know, but we never we supported no- mandates. Uh, yes, that's true. We never supported mandates. We never supported lockdown. We did kind of play into the fear of this could be really bad. So if you yeah. stay home for two weeks, you might be a good choice. But that's your choice. That's your choice. That two week thing was such bullshit too. Two weeks to slow the spread. Remember that, guys. Two weeks to flatten the curve, and then the curve flattened after that when it was playing out on its own. And they're like, it worked. Now everyone still stay inside. It was just bullshit. So, and like Sarah said, I can't even find it in the comments now, but if this had really been about health, they would have talked about healthier lifestyles. And from almost from the beginning, I remember reading an Irish study, and now many more studies have come out since then, about how vitamin D levels, vitamin D deficiency is almost as big of an indicator for severe illness and death as obesity is and it's and it's second only to uh to age as an indicator for how fatal potentially fatal uh covid is going to be on an individual patient basis and why vitamin d supplements are cheap and they're safe we know what they do they've been around for decades you can get vitamin c d supplementation by going outside in the sun and so instead we told everyone to stay inside and be fearful which causes your immune system to go weird when you're highly stressed out. It's almost like it had nothing to do with health. Anyway, uh, we have some good news. We do. 
We're on Odyssey, people. I just read a comment that is. Yeah, I know which one you read. I don't know what that. She was getting a lot of sun. You're going to the pool a lot. Lots of vitamin D. Anyway. So my guest tomorrow on My Fellow Americans is a man with the most Canadian name ever. Keith McMcIntyre. He is, is what's that? I so when I was doing the notes and I was putting this stuff in, like this is what's happening on Wednesday. This, and I saw the name, I went, I think this is a typo. No. I think somebody typoed this. No, no, that's his name. Keith McMcIntyre. I'm even double checking it. Yeah, Keith McMcIntyre. Keith McMcIntyre. Keith McMcIntyre has to say. Keith McMcIntyre is no hoser, eh? He's with the uh, Libertarian Party of British Columbia. Uh, he has been very vocal and supportive of the uh, the Freedom Convoy protests. Um, and he is going to come on to talk about all things Canadian Freedom Convoy slash Libertarian-ish. And then on Thursday which would normally be an episode of The Writer's Block with this guy right here. Instead, we are doing, for the first time this year, because we couldn't do it last month because I was dying of COVID, The Muddied Zoom, which is a, uh, a, a Zoom call with me and Matt and Jason and the whole muddied crew. I don't know if Jason will be there, but we'll, well, we'll invite yeah, him. And possibly Nullick. I don't know. We're going to invite all of them. Uh, and the muddied crew, and you. But you're thinking, hey, how can I be a part of something like that? Well, you can do so by subscribing to us on anchor.fm, by going to anchor.fm slash muddywater slash subscribe. And for the low, low price of only $10 a month, you too can get access to the muddied Zoom. And not just that, but also you get a discount in our store. You get access to muddied mud skipper mud mud money waters media subscriber uh exclusive content and also an ad free experience on spotify and youtube and access to the muddy zoom every once a month and including on this thursday at 8 p.m join us muddy zoom matt yes uh so everybody who is a subscriber uh by tomorrow gonna give you till tomorrow before i send out this email because some people signed up the day after uh we did this and i sent out the email so you have until tomorrow to sign up to be involved in this month's muddied zoom you will get your zoom link uh emailed to you tomorrow it will also be posted in the exclusive facebook group where uh if you join the exclusive facebook group you will find out what the coupon code for the muddied water store is for uh stitches and glitches and defy the power is um which is a better coupon code than you get just by using muddy tumblr muddy tumblr yeah and uh yes oh and then this weekend join me in uh virginia just outside of richmond for the libertarian party of virginia convention um and if uh that's this coming weekend yeah I am so lost on when Florida's is. I thought that was this weekend. So that's the next weekend. 
Oh, okay. You would know better than me. You're scheduled. Yes. So I'm I'm going to be there uh, in Virginia. Come out and join me if you're anywhere near Richmond. Come on out. Uh, if you go to the Libertarian Party of Virginia website, which is – probably should have looked that up ahead of time. Libertarian Party Virginia – lpvirginia.org you can find out more about the event register to sign up come meet me then join me next week right back here on tuesday same muddy place same muddy time for another fantastic episode of the muddied waters of freedom where matt wright and i parse through the week's events like the chipper little monkeys that we are oh, oh also on wednesday tomorrow at seven larry sharp is going to be on kennedy I got him on Kennedy. That's why I'm talking about it. Actually, Brian Lambert got him on Kennedy, but we got we got him. Team Spike got Larry on Kennedy, and Kennedy and uh, Larry's got some really big news about his gubernatorial campaign. What is it? You're not going to believe it. Kennedy on Fox Man, Business Kennedy, Wednesday. Kennedy and watch won't me. let you talk about Muddy. Kennedy won't let you talk about Muddy Waters Media, but you'll talk about Kennedy. That's my stuff. This is more about uh, Larry. Go watch Larry, and then when you're done watching Larry, come over here at uh, 8 and watch me on My Fellow Americans. Matt, if someone were to try to find Muddy Waters Media on the internet, is that even possible? And if so, how? It is possible. Oh, my All God. one has to do. No, I was just saying, oh, my God, to you saying that. Wait, what? Where? I can't hear you now. Did my saying, oh, my God, make your volume go away? Can you say something? I can't hear you. What did you do? I said, oh, my God, and then your volume goes away. No. Let me make sure it's on my side. How did we go this entire episode with no audio problems? And now in the last final waning moments. Okay, so. There we go. All we have to do. All we have to do. If you are one of the old school listeners who, instead of enjoying the ruggedly, dashingly handsome faces uh, of myself and slightly less of Spike's, um... (laughs) Instead of looking into the beautiful baby blues, giving you the week's news every Tuesday night, you prefer the dulcet, sweet, sultry tones of our voice. All you have to do is head on over to anchor.fm. Yes, Anchor. I can whisper again. I'm so proud of you. Omicron has given me my whisper back. I still cough, though, when I do it, but I can do it. It doesn't hurt. Fortunately, Omicron never took Joe Biden's whisper. Yes. (laughs) While you're there, you can do things like leave messages that we would be more than happy to play. I can't wait. On on Tuesday nights and answer answer any question you have live on the air during the personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds attorney of law anchor call-in moment you can also subscribe and if you subscribe you get to be part 
of the fantabulous, fantastic, fundamentally fun. But even so, <laughs> I ran out of efforts. Ah, muddy Zoom, which we will be having Thursday night, 8 o'clock Eastern, right here. I can actually hear myself out in the living room, and that's actually kind of creepy. I understand. That's why so creepy. I know. I get why people hate this so much. Now, just give us money and this stops. Once we have like five or six thousand subscribers, we will definitely stop doing this. Once we have a thousand subscribers, we will stop doing this forever. We will stop doing this forever. If we get a hundred subscribers more than what we have right now, we will stop putting ads on our audio podcasts and video podcasts will be available on Spotify. Yes. So little Johnny I actually don't want to do a little Johnny joke right now I'm getting an evil eye From over <coughs> That would make me want to do it more That's my wife, why my life, wife Leaves the room when I do the show That's fair, she only walks in during the Whispering part, which I find weird Because she hates it She hates it so much I don't think she really hates it I think that she says that, but she likes why would she be right there if she doesn't like that's it that's true that's a valid point I think she might actually really like it that's I think someone, some of the vit- this is some of that vitamin D she's looking for the Jew the Jew doth, doth protest too much <laughs> <laughs> or you can find this in every other episode at muddywatersmedia.com <coughs> The Jew doth protest too much. That was actually the original working title for my show. (laughs) So, folks, uh, tune in tomorrow for The Jew Doth Protest Too Much with Keith McIntyre, eh? And then, were you going to say something? No, that started to hurt my throat. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, it was starting to bother me, too. Uh, Then join us on Thursday for the Money Zoom. And then join me this Friday and Saturday at the Libertarian Party of Virginia Convention. Then join us right back here next Tuesday for the muddied waters of freedom. Folks, thanks so much for tuning in. We love you. And where we're going, we don't need roads. I have to like go, eh, to make the noise happen because my throat's...